been a while since you did a podcast i think the last one was strings with noah and Corey. they were talking about strings and stuff yeah that with uh thomas string mm. from germany yeah that was but yeah nice. that was months and months ago so it's been so long since our last podcast that i couldn't even find our podcast mics we've been busy <laughs> we've been busy yeah super uh let's start off by just um why don't you start zach what have you been up to Making ukulele sales, <laughs> talking to customers. Um, everything's everything's busy. Uh, uh, you know, same same workflow. But uh, it's it's football season for me, so my mind kind of drifts during football season, just because I have a lot on my mind as far as watching Green Bay play and stuff. So that's starting to enter now. <laughs> so uh, I, I'm afraid I might be <laughs> less. Less. He starts neglecting relationships. Yeah, I do. He you leave talk me to alone him. for three hours every Sunday at least. Three His hours. eyes just kind of glaze over. You ever think about how funny the whole thing is that like there's these guys playing this game that you're like not involved in in any sort of way, and for some reason you have this uh, fondness for this one team in Wisconsin <laughs> for some <laughs> reason, and and, really. and it actually affects. You know, the emotional ride of life. I guess I thought that once and then never again. I think everything like is like that, like politics. Like all you really can do is vote once. Oh, yeah, you're right. And, and that's all you did. So I guess that's one more thing <laughs> you, walk up you can here do and I'm football. listening to podca- uh, like, you know, politics podcasts and stuff like that. Yeah, we you really probably, have no like physical yeah, control. Sure. Maybe, maybe you can input your time and effort towards... Uh, an idea or something but uh yeah it's like actually making a difference I, i'm never going to help the team win <laughs> by yeah. watching uh football but i just the enjoy thing is, with politics i don't have a team like i just want to like i just try to learn yeah spectator of the whole thing and trying to understand as best as you can right kind of just yeah listening and uh, absorbing both yeah. sides maybe um yeah i guess so i mean i don't know <laughs> if i agree with any side but um, but yeah, I mean, just trying to learn. Lately, I've been uh, listening to people talk about universal basic income or unconditional basic income, <laughs> and all the arguments around that. But I don't know, just ideas. And uh, but I get it, man. I used to be really into sports, and I had to kind of like cut myself off because I would get super bad. Yeah, I mean, I dedicated four four years of my life to playing the sport, so it still has a you know, like a strong connection just to like, you know, remember yeah. what you went through. And nah, it's exciting. Yeah. I wish I could still play, but I don't know. We've seen all the injuries and the, uh, all the evidence of the concussions that are That's right. affecting these players, like pretty crucially in their later years in life. You know, it's like, dang, good thing I got out of that while I did. Cause if I was better, I'll probably be also more prone Dumber. to getting, yeah, <laughs> getting those, uh, what is it called? The disease? That's uh, from, CTE. Was that was that what it was? The one from like yeah um, from brain trauma. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think so. When they did the autopsies, it was like pretty much all of them. Yeah, that's crazy to think, man. Why even high school? Yeah, or Wee, like the last study that they did was the included high school and middle school and stuff too, right? They said it was like ninety-eight percent. I don't, I don't doubt it, man. I mean, you're. you're even though they're not grown men hitting, you're still hitting as hard as you can at that age, which is still enough to get hurt or get a concussion, you know. And then we have a special <laughs> segment on the high school football over here. Katoosh. Oh, yeah, that's a big hit. It's called a katoosh <laughs> on OC16. But now that word, you know, katooshes are my people like, ooh. That kind of sounds like concussion. That wasn't good for his future. Concussion. <laughs> Contusion. Yeah, because the old thought is you just shake it off, right? Like, you know, like our parents' age or uh, you, you rub some dirt on it. Just, you know, it was be tough. Like, you get a hit, you get back up and you keep playing no matter what. And that's tough. But now it's just like, that's not a good decision. Maybe you should <laughs> not hit with your head. Or, uh, yeah, but uh, we all love to watch it. So, and they get paid. So, 
don't know. It's a weird. It's a, see, I don't like thinking that much. It's just like watching Aaron Rodgers throw a football. <laughs> mm. What about you, Joel? Oh man, um, nothing's really changed. I, I'm big in. <laughs> I've been watching The Bachelor in Paradise. <laughs> so that yeah, it's big into that. I'm not joking. That's pretty much the highlight of my week right now. <laughs> Wait, you can say what you said to me one more time. Did you ever think that you're watching? Oh, uh, uh, I don't even have to, to say anything exp- about that. <laughs> I can go into why. That's just a known waste of time. But, <laughs> but you know, hey, whatever. Hey, you man, know, some people everybody's got to unwind in their own people, way. Yeah. Artificial That's, drama. It's lucky Joel can set up an ukulele, let me tell you. <laughs> I could do a lot more than that. You can watch The Bachelor in Paradise. Every Monday night. Are you dogging on Joel? It's only for... Hey, man, it's like half the length of football season. I know. It's weird. I don't watch I don't watch The Bachelor because it's only... I watch The Bachelorette and Bachelor in Paradise. The Bachelor is not entertaining to me. I don't want to see drama of a bunch of girls fighting over a guy, but for some reason watching a bunch of... Pull your mic up a little bit. Watching a bunch of guys just... <laughs> I don't know, man. Just... You don't you don't understand. I don't I don't have to exp- explain myself. It's okay. We're here to talk about ukuleles, not the Bachelor yeah. in Paradise. That's a you know, it's okay. I'm sure uh, some people are driving like, all right, where's the ukulele talk? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe there's gonna be one out there. He gets it. Well, what what, what, it. what have you been up to, Andrew? Um, working on that review site, huh? Yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, I'm so obsessed that with getting and, it done now that yeah, it's hard for me to even go to sleep. So what's what's going to be different about the this review site um, from the one you have currently up? I mean, a lot of the time that I've spent on it is kind of more in getting the format of it to where it is now that I'm, well, I haven't launched it yet. But, um, you know, a lot of the content is, is not new content, but just it's got a lot better layout. And then um, there is a lot of new content too um, with, there's like a, uh, featured builders page that you can go into each of the different brands and kind of get a good overview of their entire line. Mm. All like all, all their models and, and stuff like that. Yeah. And I think, I think it looks nice and it's going to be real informative. So that's going to be cool. But just that, and just, I don't know, you know, I, I follow, uh, the news probably more than I have before. It's like, what's going on right now? I mean, there's like, hurricanes week after the next and like bigger yeah, than a, ever a lot of customers in florida right now that are gearing up yeah and i'm not sure if they're on their way out or if they're staying you know back it's, or, it's crazy because i was um working with um um eddie and kevin these these guys kevin is over near houston or in in the houston area there and and works with like ukulele groups and we were like working on getting them some some uh ukes to take to uh kids and adults and elderly people that are in shelters over there and they're going to start doing lessons and stuff like that but like a number of the ukes um were going to come from uh i think it's ukc like ukuleles for children or um it's it's an organization Mm -hmm. and we're going to be auctioning off a number of 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 ukes in the coming next few months um that's going to go towards that really cool um, to the Houston? Well, uh, no, they were going to supply a, a lot of the Ukes and we were going to pl- supply some, but their warehouse is in Florida right now and they just had to leave yesterday. And they're just like, oh, I hope the warehouse is there when we get back. But oh my gosh. It's like one place trying to help another place and then they're not even safe. But yeah, the earthquake that's. Oh, in, in Mexico? Yeah, that's insane. But yeah, I mean, we. Um, we don't know what's going on with the earth exactly, but we kind of know what's going on in the ukulele world. And that's what, um, that's what we're going to talk about because I don't think we're going to illuminate any other topics. It's just just bad. (laughs) It is. Uh, I mean, it's, it's kind of troubling, but, um, you know, we're definitely lucky that we're, you know, and, and it probably, anybody listening to this too still in a position where we can grab a uke at night and strum your worries away yeah i was just thinking like the type of stress that maybe uh 
you can feel in a day like just imagine like you know turning that up like 20 you know 20 times <laughs> like that's the news that some people had to all right yeah. now you need to decide if you're going to stay and um try and you know shelter yourself from this beast or you can flee mm. but then even that's like that seems like a big deal in itself like waiting in the traffic they had to get gas they you got to find a place to be i mean you know you can't just yeah but in, in a way it's it's almost like people get a little bit more in touch with reality when these kind of things go down i mean it's really hard but uh, the pr your perspective or something right kind of just yeah I, th I think so i, I mean, mean it has you to. realize <laughs> that everything that is a material possession or most of it could be gone when you get back you know and you think about the things that are really important in life and maybe you're slightly less of a jerk for the time being but what if you're a good dude and it happens <laughs> what no i'm just saying it. less of a jerk but whatever oh yeah well for no all doubt. those non-jerks out there oh no i mean you know they <coughs> just kick into the mode of of surviving and you do what you got to do you know like if an asteroid hit or something when we were all under you know uh gonna go through something crazy then i'm sure the world would manage to band together a little bit you know better people would stop complaining about all this little stuff that doesn't matter yeah but what this podcast is about is uh, something much lighter. It's uh, going to be going over the options, which, you know, that's kind of what we do every day. Which, uh, I mean, which options? Well, all of the options. <laughs> yeah. So one of the pages on the new review site is uh, called Understanding Your Options. And so what I wanted to do is just go through some of the... Um, kind of categories of that page with you guys and get some feedback from you guys. Um, cool. And then we'll just kind of talk about it. So, uh, you know, somebody comes to you looking uh, and they're asking, what size do you think I should get? Mm -hmm. it, my, my first thing I always like to suggest is that they actually, if they have a local store near them, Give it a try, you know, it, what, no matter what brand it is, at least you get to experience for yourself. What it is a, to hold yeah, and feel. A, a soprano or a concert or a tenor. At least, you know, from there you can have a general idea of the size. And if you want to say they don't have a concert or a tenor but only had a soprano, maybe you'll figure out if you want something a little bit bigger. Or if you, if you only have a tenor, maybe you'll figure out you want something smaller. But at least try one and see what that felt like, you know. And right. if they have all three, just pick them up, have them in your hand. Just, you know, even if you can't play, just hold it and see see how comfortable holding it feels. And then choose the most comfortable one. <laughs> yeah, I tell them the same thing. If, at least try and pick it up and just feel how it's, because if it feels awkward, I mean, for someone playing the first time, it always kind of feels awkward to hold an instrument, right? Like, but if one feels less cumbersome than another, then maybe that's going to be the one that, it's just easier for you, at least initially. And then after that, you you have the feel of one and it gives you a perspective to go in either direction. But I mean, most people always end up with a tenor at some point if they play long enough. So if you think you're only going to get one, I usually tell people like, you know, you might eventually want a tenor. So if you think you're not going to get several instruments, then there's a good chance that's mm -hmm. going to be end up what you're going to want. Yeah, another thing they can consider is if there are certain ukulele players that have a sound that they're drawn towards mm -hmm. to check out what they're playing. And right, like usually it's a tenor, yeah. but there's guys you know playing soprano even, and they, you know, a lot of the old Hawaiian music was like a soprano yeah, size type yeah. sound. Right? Or guys who like like vin vintage standing style. stuff. Yeah, it's kind of more like vampy mm -hmm. soprano stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So the sizes are soprano, concert, tenor, and baritone is uh, the largest, but the baritone has the lower tuning DGBE and has more of a guitar-like sound. So if you're, dr if you're you know, getting into ukulele and you like the ukulele sound, the first three there would be um, what you're going to choose from most likely. You can tune a baritone up to GCEA, but... Um, it's it's less common and i would say it, it wouldn't be something you would start out with but um and you need a specific string set for it right for exactly 
you can't just take a baritone and tune it up to GCEA without that that string set, or else strings, strings will pop. Yeah, <laughs> or even worse, potentially bridge, bridge come off, yeah. something like that. But, but yeah, um, so that's the first usually, uh, you know, initial uh, response to what should I, what size should I get? Is yeah. And if they haven't and they don't have the opportunity, then we, uh, we'll usually take the time with an email to or or send us send the uh, links to the three sizes. You know, something like a, a SCG, a STG, and a FMCG or something like that. I'll you know I'll, I'll show them three different instrument sizes that all have a spruce top, and then um, you can listen to the sound sample and maybe that might give you a better idea. And then you can see it to scale in the video, kind of like. So oh, yeah, nice. if you can't hold and feel it, um, our videos on our website are a good thing to go off of for sound and see what you're drawn towards. You know, there's no right and wrong. Um, and commonly our customers end up getting a variety and it changes over time too. I've had customers that were like strictly tenor and then suddenly they're like ordering sopranos and I'm like, what's going on? And they're like, I just been into that lately. <laughs> I didn't think I was gonna be, but yeah, and I get it. You know, I, I think it's fun to play soprano too. And concerts right there in between. So, you know. I still like the super sopranos are fun to play to me. I like yeah. I like the long that that yeah, that's another thing too, I guess. Longer neck. The super styles. or long neck. So what that is is when you have um typically it's the body size with the neck length or scale of the neck size up. So like a super soprano is gonna have a concert scale or concert neck on it. And um and that usually gives you more of the feel and some of the sound of a concert, but with the box of a soprano, so you get still more of an authentic soprano sound, at least compared to a concert. And travelability is a factor for some. So, I mean, the smaller you go, the more easy it is to tote around, take on vacation, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it took me a while to actually um, really enjoy a soprano for 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 the longest um when i first oh, really? when we first when we had the old shop and we were mm. selling guitars and and that's my main instrument right but um like just playing a soprano i just really felt like it's a toy but it it, it took a while of hearing all the different tones you can get and realizing there there really is no right or wrong on how something is supposed to sound unless you're trying to copy an exact tone right but if you're just playing an instrument, a G is a G on whatever instrument. So, but then once I found that that soprano, like like that muted tone, you know, it kind of has a, a. It's not necessarily muted. Uh, well, uh, like the crappier, the you know what I oh. thought was a crappy tone, like something with a heavier top, and it was just, a soprano, and that's that was my only connection to sopranos, kind of sounding like that. You're you comparing know? it to a guitar. Yeah, and compare and comparing it to guitar, but it's almost like the you just have to break down the range like what can this instrument offer you know you can hear it soft and play it loud and and that's what you got and there and there's going to be beauty within that but um you can't expect it to sound like every other ukulele and and i think that's what it is too an an expectation of of what you're going to get out of that instrument and once i kind of understood the expectation of what a soprano can sound like from the softest to the loudest to the bassiest like a coloha soprano uh, compared to like a I don't know something else like a Kala soprano or something like that, but there's an obvious difference in in uh, overall volume. But that doesn't mean it, you know it's going to be the better tone. It's just a different tone and what you're using it for, or right, what, you're, right, what right. you find that you can get out of it. It's funny when recording them because like the sopranos, while not being as big sounding, they're just more. They're really punchy in certain frequencies. It's like a quick attack. And yeah. Kinda... So in, in a way, like it's almost more bassy. <laughs> yeah, it, it almost comes through. Like I'm, it's almost more likely to overdrive a microphone with a soprano, just the way that it comes through. And I think that punchiness is what a lot of people dig about it. You know, I mean, I have a canard soprano, and it doesn't really have that punchy sound it's a different right. sound it's kind of well, more that, spread that, and that, that's what i think i i thought like those type of instruments would, would be labeled bad to me at first mm. but then overall this time and hearing all the different like uh, tones that all the sizes can bring you just start realizing how it's unique in that size and that shape and, and everything it just kind of you have to think yeah. that way rather than and then w- wouldn't you agree that it varies 
also when you start looking at the different brands. So like some certain brands like uh, maybe, you know, really shine in the concert side. They have their flavor, like right? Each brand mm -hmm. has their flavor of ice. Like if they're all ice cream, they have a different flavor, but it's still ice cream. <laughs> yeah, but with the sizes, is there any that you guys are particularly uh, fond of? Like if, if, if is there any like um, like for me personally, like I really like Colo has concert sizes. I mean, you know, all of their sizes are good, have a good sound, but I think like I, I really like the balance that that the concert has. Um, and their their tenors are, are good too, but there's something about their their concert size that I really like. Do you guys have any like sort of ones like that? Or is it mostly tenors with the different brands that you, you find that you like the best? Hmm. I I kind of agree. I really like I like Koloha's concerts and the Sopranos. Mm. I just they're vibrant. Yeah, they are, and I, I mean it's they're easy to play. They're they're comfortable, but yeah, mm. because they kind of they open up a lot more, and you can get just because of the way they do the bracing and everything, you get a little more resonance and sustain out of it than you would maybe something like a little more condensed and a little more heavily braced. It just has a little bit more of that sustain, so at least with the way I like to play, it just leaves a little more open air inside. Mm. So it's a little more, you can have empty spaces in between and it doesn't, um, doesn't die out quite as quick or I don't play super hard. So playing lighter, I, you still get a decent amount of volume out of it. So I don't have to kind of dig in as much in order mm. to get the same amount of volume. Yeah. You can play pretty light and you get a pretty nice articulation. And then as you lay in a little bit more, it gets, louder and louder yeah. like with ponos like i really like their tenors and baritones yeah baritones especially i yeah. mean yeah tenors too but i mean i have two pono tenors but yeah the baritones they have a slew of different options of bigger baritones now too it gets like almost guitar sized by the time you get to the new models yeah. they pretty yeah. much have everything in between right <laughs> including guitars. Yeah. I like their new super soprano too. Um, but yeah, so going, you know, from sizes, say somebody narrows it down to what size they want. Um, I guess the next thing that they would want to start looking at is the different brands. Mm -hmm. So, um, uh, which, which usually, uh, goes hand in hand with your price range of, there you go. Yeah. So, that's kind of like, hey man, what's what's your where do you want to actually stay in? Because we, you know, we should have everything to fit your your price range um, when you're looking through our stuff. So we have we have a good idea of all the products and and their prices. So we have a easier time as soon as we find out, you know. And we've tried to like uh, parrot, uh, you know, kind of refine the offering, especially over the last few years, based on our. Uh, you know, a lot of feedback from Joel and the setup team. And, um, and so what we have offering is kind of, you know, what we've cherry picked from many different brands and models. Um, so yeah, from our website, you know, going through, I mean, these are, these are ones that, that we've decided it's worth it for us to stand behind them. Cause there's been a lot, you know that have kind of come and gone because we just had to reject too many or there's too many issues with them so um we're trying to look out for you but yeah from there um you can either from the website shop by price and then kind of like go over the different brands and learn more about them from this new review site you can do an overview of uh the different brands under the featured builders um but um uh, from there, I, I guess what we get, um, you know, once somebody's kind of determined their size, kind of zeroed in on a brand or two, right. is the question about woods, mm -hmm. which we've, we, you know, we have other um, podcasts that we've gone through, you know, different. Definitely, yeah. yeah. I remember the one we did, one of the first ones we did was actually, I think it was all those LFDMs that Clay was doing. Oh, mm -hmm. yeah. Right? It, we yeah. have like a cedar, uh, spruce. And there's been a few discussions on the podcast, just, you know, going over. Oh, yeah, for sure. Even when we had some builders, right? Like I remember Bo saying that uh, 
sides and back was only 30% sound or something. Oh gosh, <laughs> forgot, I forgot what you said. Yeah. But yeah, we definitely mm-hmm. had some discussion. And, um, Sounds about right. I think everyone's definition of a of what they hear is correct in their own head. But um, <laughs> I disagree, I think. <laughs> where, where, where it gets confusing is when people start using the same words as adjectives to define their tone, and yet it's maybe a totally different sound, mm-hmm. but same adjective. So I think that's where things get kind of a little bit cloudy, uh, f- you know, if they have an explanation of what they want. What does sparkly sound like to you? Sparkly to me sounds bright, I would think. It's right there about 15 kilohertz. <laughs> yeah, break it down Break it down into a, a frequency this form. This is the sparkle range. <laughs> All right, and the Schwarzschild radius. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, like some, I, sh- I should draw out a chart, but like uh, if we had a neutral point of flat, mm-hmm. you know, like a, like an EQ range, I would say like something like a, a Romero would kind of be flat, you know? It's not too bassy, not too trebly. That to me is kind of like a flat. And then to the right, if we'll go bright, and to the left, we'll go uh, bassy or like bass treble, kind of like uh, mellow or bright, and then neutral in the middle. So, like, then you can kind of drop in all your brands along the way of kind of how you would describe it. It'd be kind of interesting to see all, you know, all of yeah. our graphs and how we. And then you change the strings. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. And Everything's so th- different. So let's talk about that. Yeah, sure. So um, you brought it up, Joel. What <laughs> do, what do strings do to that uh, that instrument? Throws like a you? monkey wrench. <laughs> no, because I, I mean that's like a decent part of the equation of what is producing the sound, how the strings vibrate, the density, the tension, all the different qualities, and it. The amount of tension is going to determine like how much it drives the soundboard, which is going to determine the amount of volume and sound and everything out of it. The even the the string density and how you play it, the amount of pressure you're, you're pushing on it, uh, the different. I, I don't know how to break it down into exactly what the strings are doing in different materials and everything, but there's a clear difference between even just changing gauges of string, let alone the type of material the brand that's making it the you know it with guitars with ukuleles especially i mean i think more so with the difference between like nylon fluorocarbon synthetic all of those different things mm-hmm. than just you know comparing like steel strings on a guitar but even then there's a big difference between different sets and gauges and how that instrument responds to it so you can have you can compare all the different like how a wood is supposed to sound you can take that same wood give it to three different builders they're all using the same wood, but the way that they put the instrument together, the way they do the bracing, the thickness of the wood, the overall construction of it, that's going to sound different. So the strings across three different instruments yeah, are going to respond differently to them too. Right. That's that's a good point too. Is as far as you know, going back to the woods for a second, there is just how it's hard to stereotype woods. You can do it better within a brand mm-hmm. because it has to do with how you know their construction is and how that then relates to like some uh companies all acacia bodies might be brighter you know and some might be on the warmer side you know um so and and also you know different species within that that wood itself but what do you what do you guys think makes a bigger difference so say um say you you go with like a a spruce um mahogany side and back or an all all mahogany um instrument um with say say okay let's do pono tenors so you have like a spruce mahogany pono tenor and like an mt um all mahogany tenor and they have the stock koalau strings on them um and then you take like another mt um and you put fluorocarbon strings on it do you do you think woods are going to make a bigger difference in sound mm-hmm. or do you think those two mts would sound more different nah, with I, the different strings oh you mean like the, the the mt with the nylon strings compared to the spruce with the nylon and then the two mahoganys compared to each other with different strings yeah just to give an example of like difference 
because hmm. people talk a lot about you know the different sounds in wood no nah, i mean i i think the wood i guess the yeah. wood still the wood would make probably. a bigger difference yeah. Uh, yeah for sure i think it would yeah because I, I don't know we've though. we've heard because I, I i think like strings make a pretty huge difference yeah but i mean you but throw a laminate in there now but if the wood's you know what I mean? I don't mean? think there's any way for me to quantify what you, I'm trying yeah, to get Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I get it. I know what you're trying to... I've been... Uh, I don't know. I, every time yeah, I talk I to somebody, I try and think about how to compare it and how to explain it, but I don't I don't know if because, there's a way to do it. Yeah, it's it's every instrument you put it on is going to react. Like, Kalas use Aquila. Uh, Kanilea uses Aquila. Does Kanilea and Kala sound the same? No, but you can you can kind of understand Aquila's tone. Like they, it has a certain sound, you know. Mm-hmm. Like Aquila sound like that. But then there is the other factor of the the build. So that's that's another part. So this plus that equals the tone. But um, when you have a different wood combination, like mahogany versus spruce, changing within mahogany. Um, you're going to get a different tone. I, 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 you know, agree with that. But as far as like sounding like the spruce or like catering, okay. Like, like, like I'm saying uh, a mahogany, but I want more like a spruce sound. I don't think you can just get strings that will produce a spruce sound, you know, like I think spruce will stay spruce. Like within spruce, you can use different strings that are mellower or brighter, but it's still going to be spruce will still have its overall effect. It's going to have that under, current running through it yeah but okay so, so if you take those three instruments so what we have is um mt mahogany tenor um well let's do like the same finish too so what would that be mtd 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 cr or mtd sp so spruce top with mahogany yeah. back and sides and then and then a third mt with or a third instrument an mtd with fluorocarbon strings now if we did like a blind sound test where you turned your back and I strummed the three different ones, I still think I, could, I would pick up that fluorocarbon set at least as easily as I would pick up the spruce top. Right, but so now yeah. that test for you is on what instrument, like if you just change, keep changing the instrument, how many times will you still pick this, the one with the fluorocarbon strings? On what, what do you, what do you like, say? Like you're saying you would choose the MT with the fluorocarbon as far as probably confusing everybody right <laughs> <now>. <laughs> i'm sitting right here and i'm trying to map it out in my head yeah this will I, be this will be easier with video but yeah, i think it's because like you know you you watch like like with effects pedals they have like the pedal shootouts and stuff it's it's easier to get consistent with something like that right but even like if you got three mts and you put them against each other oh you I, mean the same instrument same string i got into this argument with noah about food I, I i legitimately think if you do like blind tests with people mm-hmm. i i just i don't know man i don't i don't think people will be able to pick something out that many times like it's it's oh it's a little God, up that's in the from air mcdonald's <laughs> yeah really but like <laughs> like if you just kept swapping them out and even if you told someone okay now like this is on it or something and I don't know. I think there's like everyone has a little bit of a bias in what they're hearing. So if they know what they're hearing, it's going to affect it a certain way. Mm-hmm. But if you did a blind test and you compared it, I think you would pick out things differently than if you're thinking about what you're listening to. So if you're not hearing it at all, I think a lot of people would pick something that would surprise them. Like True saying, that. I don't like these strings. I don't like this type of wood or whatever. And then if you threw that into a blind test, I still think people would come across something they thought they didn't like. Mm. just when you're listening to it totally blind like if Corey did an album and he did it all on a, like a 50 dollar instrument it's still gonna sound awesome mm-hmm. it's, it's not gonna sound as awesome as something else but i think you could play that and it would totally surprise a ton of people just in what your perception of what is what your preferences are compared to something else and I'm how about 50 dollars well you know give I mean. them at least i'm exaggerating yeah, no, it's true. I mean, that's the part of the equation that's bigger than any other, which I, is your own playing. I, yeah, I tell, I still think the big you can't win. I don't. You can't agonize over the strings you're going to pick on the initial setup as much. I think there are certain ones that just in us going through them, we know which ones react well with the instruments in terms of like tension and feel and all of that, because that plays a big part into it. But when it comes down to your personal preference, pick the instrument that kind of suits the needs for everything else you want and then just try different strings 
because yeah. that's the only mm -hmm. way you're going to have a good comparison because if if we are just trying across different instruments it's still not going to be that specific instrument that you're going to get and that you have so the only way that you're going to know what that exact instrument sounds like with these strings is just mm -hmm. to try it i was talking to somebody on the phone today and they were like asking me uh, they were putting in an order for a pono and um i told them oh the the kolau the new aho fluorocarbon sets are, are what i like but you know what's funny is like it, it totally could be the opposite with them i mean they're ordering it based on my opinion yeah. which you know it's an experienced opinion i guess but yeah. it's still just an opinion yeah i mean and my hearing isn't that great anymore honestly i don't know, even know what really <laughs> i i think i gotta go get a test i don't i, I don't think <laughs> i do at least that's what everyone tells me i think my hearing is great i had a lot of uh oh yeah all those rock shows yeah well i only started playing rock shows you know like towards my early 20s so i had all those years this is after you before then not listening to loud music i didn't go to shows growing up i didn't listen to loud music in my headphones but i didn't blast music so you're just getting hit in the head on the football yeah yeah i was getting hit in the head all right well you know i'm not sure if we clarified anything for anybody but well <laughs> i think that's always the struggle because the clarification comes once they get it you know it's <laughs> yeah. like all, all of that's just talk until until they actually have a, a say and that's what we want we want them to have a say but we're trying our best to describe what we you know describe it as and hopefully that will help them make their decision so but it, it all comes down to them for sure well put so as far as like some other options um common questions you guys get let's see um i get the question sometimes about differences in the headstock being slotted or some people call it paddle or flat <laughs> um, yeah this one's to me it's funny because i think i went three years of emails and questions telling people that slot head indeed causes more tension which then increases volume projection and stuff because <laughs> of that angle and uh i had a conversation with with ryan and uh he told me that's absolutely false yeah i don't uh, i don't know where that came from know, it feels aaron used to say that and well I, maybe that's I, where I, I you know would dispute his opinion when he would say it in front of me but then i'm not gonna like i don't know it made sense i mean i think that's why it was so easy to to say because like yeah if you pull back on something you usually end up having more tension. It makes it a little bit longer, right? For the little bit of extra angle that you have going back to. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't think it matters once you have a solid contact point at the nut. But then, like, like let's exaggerate. Like, let's make a slot head like this and saying, like, is it still the same? Because the nut, you're saying wherever the... Zach's demonstrating with his hands. Yeah, I'm, I'm like... I'm explaining, uh, what am I explaining? How, what's the degree of this angle? Mm -hmm. 45. 45. So that no headstock out there is for, at a 45 degree angle, but I'm just trying to yeah, picture that, right? I guess like you th would at that point make a difference or is it still? Uh, um, well, I mean, you know, beyond getting scientific and theoretical and all that, yeah. like you've now handled and played hundreds of both styles. Have you personally tried like models back to i guess there's a lot of factors each instrument I, being individual I think this is what it is when it's it when it's a slotted headstock and it's got that sharper angle pitch back don't you feel like the first fret is just a tighter. little harder to push down on yeah it's a little bit tighter right it's not necessarily like the tension across the entire scale length but just at least initially right in front of the nut because it's got that sharper angle as you push on it it has to it has to cross a sharper barrier it's like if you laid a rope across I don't know, like a barricade or something. Mm. It's gonna have more friction on that point because it has to cross a sharper angle. So I be more still taut, think right? at least the first two frets, you're just gonna feel more resistance pushing it down. And that and that's what I used to go, go by because like holding a D7 or just like kind of running your fingers through that first fret, there's there's less bending going on with the strings. That so I thought, and and sometimes just being told that. And then, then feeling it kind of trains your mind, you know, just someone told you that and then you're like, okay, and then, oh yeah, I feel it. 
And for a while, I was arguing with Ryan, like, no, I can feel the difference. Like, if I close my eyes, I was like, I can feel and it. And so what was Ryan's <laughs> argument to that? I forget. It's, it's that it, it the it's pitch the of the angle doesn't doesn't make a difference. Yeah. I mean, you can obviously feel a difference when you, if you try to um, take those strings off without loosening the strings as i mean you can yeah you can turn a couple times on a regular headstock and be able to pull it off but i'm not exactly sure i think the jury is still out as far as you know well in my knowledge i think there's i i really i believe what's in front of me man because for me like i i don't like i don't hear any um sonic advantage with going to the slot head i think it's a cool aesthetic yeah i think it's aesthetic yeah, and again, if if we were to play Maha MTD and an MTSH, mm. we got we grab three of each. There's no way someone can just sit there with their eyes closed well, and the, yeah. pinpoint there's, which one's gonna be. There's the no way I head. could just tell you guys that's what I'm playing, and you'd be like, "Oh yeah, that's the slide." Yeah, exactly, <laughs> and, and I think that's where that should be enough of uh, a, like an end point to the conversation of like, "Come on, man!" Like, feel wise, you know, we're gonna get the nuts slots to where. Either way, I don't think tension is going to be. Yeah, an issue. I'm thinking like initially, like if you mm -hmm. had the same amount of height on both of them, mm -hmm. it, and then even oh, if it's I'll a placebo effect, man, I test that out real. a little bit more. You guys change the strings, but for me, I I like the look, but I rather not change the string on a slot head compared oh, to yeah, to, yeah. A, to a I, oh, and then like an eight string slot head, right? So <laughs> that that alone sometimes is enough for me. Like I like the other one. It's, it's it's probably it's close to twice as long mm -hmm. that you're gonna spend. But it sure and, looks and you nice. got to be careful, you know, like you can mar up an instrument if you're not. Yeah, you got a Mission Impossible to cut that yeah. string close. If the strings are strung and then kind of knotted in there or double double looped, then you got to get some pliers in there real nice and yeah. carefully. But, um, you know, it's something that people have been doing for many years. Right. Classical guitars and all that. I got another one. Saddle material, like saddle mm. and nut material. Yep. There's that's been not, a lot of talk about, you know. But it's not an option. Tusk. No, but you that's still a question. Like, yeah, no, sure. people sure. ask, yeah, like, bone. is it an option to upgrade the I material agree. used or something like that? Mammoth. Can I get the how many thousand year old mammoth? Aside from like saddle plastic. So like something that's just, you know, legitimate, like soft, like softer and just I not. Think, oh, I, is Kala even on somewhat less expensive ones going with tusks now? It's a it's a new bone. New I think. bone, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's the same Which company, right? Which is a similar right? synthetic, yeah. No, no, all right, maybe it is. New bone is the company, right? Yeah, I don't think it's the same company as Tusk. Yeah, Tusk is Tusk, so. with, a Q, Tusk with a Q. That is, yeah. New bone, yeah. That's what a lot of people are using now too. Is that what Koloha uses, or they're using the Tusk? That's uh, uh, Koloha's Tusk. Yeah. Um, have you ever like dropped it on a table, those materials versus bone? Like they have a really high pitch to it them. It does. Yeah. It was, well, they're pretty light yeah. compared to bone. Yeah. It's definitely way lighter. But it sounds like there's a lot, uh, of, of good tonal character in there. Like they seem responsive versus like if you, if you tap like a plastic saddle, oh, it's just, it's just nothing. No. You know, you, you get a lot more density out of bone and you get some more pitch. But with the tusk ones, you get this chimey kind of, a, I don't know, a higher pitch out of it. It's interesting. So, But have you ever changed, like, you know, new bone or tusk to, uh, to real bone and then listen to the difference? Because I can't really tell I, much. That's, that's why I brought it up. I, I, with the exception of like That's another plastic, blind test that I, just, I guarantee I, I, you. I would, just, I would just love, not like, I'm not saying it doesn't exist. And they have all these different charts and graphs that measure the, you know, di different frequencies. If you play an A at this harmonic, you get 17% more sustain out of it and everything. Are, can you really hear that? I mean, can you pick it out? Like yeah. the amount of other than being measured, like just in a, in a context of a, yeah. a song. Like if if I told you to pluck the A string five times, mm -hmm. I think the amount of sustain you get out of each of those five times is going to be different just in the way you pluck it. Yeah. Yeah. How are they measuring sustain? I don't know. Are you using flesh? Are you using nail? Are you using? They pick? got an underground laboratory somewhere. You would have to have some sort of robot arm to so get the exact same pluck. Are they doing it a thousand times? Like, what's the what's the sample <laughs> range? I want to see the studies. I remember uh, when I was in junior golf, putters like like 
get my grandpa used to be so into putters and they would have all these like uh set up things at the uh golfing range of a putter on on a basically a pendulum pendulum and that would be their control for the you know like the watch this ball go straight and they would hang it from the pendulum and 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 strike it and just drop the you know over and over again and they would get a different putter and just watch the ball's trajectory like it would be a slight maybe uh changed like it would it would drift off to the left a little bit drift off to the right but yeah they had a lining up to the center of the putter every single time and then drop the pendulum but that'd be kind of cool if we had some ukulele robot machine that could Mm. just like the same the same amount of pressure and material hitting the string every single time Mm. oh shoot i could Replace Corey with a robot. <laughs> Noah's son builds robots. <laughs> yeah, that's the. Future. I think you can make an argument even for the type of knot or the way you tie the string at the bridge would would make a difference at that point. Like how many times you wrap it around, Ooh, how much the like uh, at, at the same that. point. No, I mean to the yeah, same level. But, like no, I I think the saddle material does actually have a slight effect. I just don't. I don't think. Uh, well, I think if you're gonna go from like plastic to bone you might pick up a a slight audible benefit but um with the newer materials getting used i don't know i don't think i don't think going those versus bone i don't i don't hear the difference i i have heard a difference putting uh brass on stuff before well yeah i heard mike's guitar with the brass yeah not in saddle and that was different but that's that's very different yeah that's metal and then some of them have wood you know, like Maui Musics or even, I think they stopped. College had a few models early on that had wood parts, nut and saddle. I, yeah. I'm not they sure should, if think, they still do. I think the black material now is some sort of a micarta or some yeah, sort of a I synthetic. Yeah, I think it's micarta. But, um, but I, I do hear kind of a warmth out of, you know, like a rosewood that Maui Music uses. Like I, 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 I think his sound would be a little bit different, you know, with bone. Um, I think I hear a difference definitely in steel string, like a guitar with the, like mm. a, say a brass bridge or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like there's obvious right there, but they really, they really wouldn't translate for nylon or floor carbon as far as like a brass right, right, right. or something like that. Yeah. I guess I mean, like if you did a blind test, how many people would be able to pick it out? And then even just the way that you're playing has a bigger, is a bigger way, variable. Way, way, than, way bigger. And then there's all the other factors. Yeah, I forget you what know. I said about tying the knots. That was ridiculous. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it's close, but I mean, I, I it's, would, a, that's, it's kind of a false equivalency. But I mean, it's, it. I get your point. Like, it's not going to make like a how difference. Much, <laughs> like, yeah, how uh, much can you really? So let me ask you this one. Um, because you know you can see the difference in the body with this but what about with cutaway yeah yeah i mean i think it you do hear a little bit less you think so a little bit i don't really but then again i honestly i don't believe myself i think i would need to do the same blind test or really know because i mean even from instrument to instrument it's going to sound a little different in the same model so i really don't know yeah i was i was trying um different ones a few weeks ago um, that were the same model ponos, but just with cutaways. And then some of some of the ones with the cutaway, I liked the best. But then you know, it's like an instrument to instrument thing is a slight yeah. difference. But I, I haven't c- come to the conclusion. Like I was almost wondering if like the asymmetry of the cutaway body has a potential uh, advantage acoustically, just because. I end up really liking the tone on a lot of cutaways. So, but what do you think, Zach? I mean, usually I would I would say there there probably is a slight difference, but not enough to really <coughs> matter. But like that's just me. But going by mostly the ponos because that's usually what I mean. There's like the ATP CTG CE or something like that with the cutaway with some of the colors. But yeah, most that's of, a good example. You know, um, I had Calais sample the two Z- CTP models. Uh, oh um, yeah, yeah, the one, cutaway version. One is a regular, one is a cutaway. And f- I mean, whenever I do sound samples, I just grab the first two from box. But um, I thought the cutaway sounded better. It had electronics in it. It had a cutaway. You know. But yeah, maybe. If anything, maybe I would say you would get may- maybe more of a focused tone, just because you have that less uh, less 
surface area um, vibrating on the top, then you would yeah, have a maybe. full. I, I really don't think like much happens in that upper bout. I mean, I, I guess there's a little bit going on, but the belly of the instrument there really. Just the, the way, way it's, it, it, I wish we could somehow see sound waves, just the way they bounce, because I'm sure that that matters into the overall, uh, someone sitting in front of the instrument. That that has to matter, right? I mean, like, you're basically cutting oh, out a, yeah, a quarter no, of it, the instrument. No, not even. Not okay, even. an eighth. Yeah, like, look at, uh, like, right behind you there. Oh, yeah, um, I guess maybe less it, than even that, huh? Yeah, it's it's not it's not that much, but um, I wouldn't say somebody needed to um, base their decision on whether or not to get a cutaway on tone. Well, the main thing with a cutaway is, hey man, if you ever have to play those notes, you better get one because mm -hmm. having to stretch your finger all the way across, like you think nicely, so? Heck yeah, man! Jake doesn't even have a cutaway. He but plays he, all those. He notes. is Jake. I yeah, mean, like I don't that's know. A, I mean, reach like up and around. And who are we it. talking about? Or just being able to play those? Oh, Jake. I'm joking. You're so funny. You don't know about Jake? <laughs> He's this ukulele player. Yeah. A good one. He used to play with the band Pure Heart. Jake. Oh, the uh, Barracuda. Yeah. Anyways, Jake yeah, I mean, home, right? he, he doesn't need mm -hmm. a cutaway, but I, I, it's just if you, if you want to get yeah, up there, I, mean, I think I it's just it's a lot. Yeah. It's a lot easier, really, to play certain things. I mean... Like even Corey, Corey can get by, but I see him like he literally has to lift his palm side of up of his hand, so your palm is basically floating, and then you know your fingers are just kind of like, like you're playing like a piano. The last elites he got have the cutaway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he likes it. I hear you. It's de it's a def it's a definite advantage to playing and playing those high notes, but uh, if you're skilled enough to get around that, then more power to you. I don't even play behind the twelfth fret. Yeah, to me, there's like almost no, there's behind almost no control. note yeah, definition. Man, I don't play behind. Oh, yeah, you guys yeah, playing yeah, open yeah. chords? <laughs> First position. What is losers. Come on, come on. When you hit the 12th fret, like beyond the 12th fret, like sometimes it's like the note is is barely audible to me, and it, it dies out like so quick. Well, ding. It's like what you what you're gonna use it for if you're doing like the kind of classical stuff he is or whatever. And yeah. And it, but yeah, that's like the the highest notes on like a piano. It's just kind of. It's dead. Right. It's dead. Yeah, there's hardly any res, hardly any resonance because the scale length is so short at that point. Nah, it depends. You can if you're like, depending on the instrument yeah, and how you play it. Depending on if you got, I mean, depends I mean, how big your for fingers most of are us, too. I kind of just smother the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like some of those frets are just like you're using like that. You got to turn your finger sideways. Yeah. We, what? We don't have any business up there past the twelfth fret. No. It sounds like a psychedelic out beyond the 12th fret. <sighs> so what about um, radius fretboards? I love it. I do. Yeah. No, I do. I'd it's definitely easier for certain chords. I'd There's yeah. different ones. So like, um, well, like when we list them, you'll see it like a like 12 inch radius. And... Um, which 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 means what if you had to explain that? Um, well, it's the it's not the diameter. What is that? The half of the so diameter? What the radius? Yeah. So it's, it's like if you had a twelve. If inch, you had a circle. Yeah. Yeah. The the length from the middle of the circle to the edge of the circle, or outer edge of the circle. Yeah. So if that was twelve inches, then your radius would be twelve. So if you just on that fretboard, it would be you know just a little piece of that circle there. So oh, it's the curvatures. A, like it's the curvature, right? Of pizza, uh, and then you measure the crust outside. part. So as as the number gets bigger, the circle gets bigger. So like a sixteen inch radius is going to be flatter naturally because right. less the of a surface curve. that you're you right. know curving at is going to be um, a little more flat. Like if you took the radius of the Earth, <laughs> it's, it's good. you think it's flat, but it's not. <laughs> there's a number. It's a small number, but it's a number. Uh. I think that theory I think that is the perfect gone. fretboard actually. What? Which one? If you get it, if you if you tune it to the exact hurt what is it like four what was it? Four forty eight or something call? like that. The perfect frequency of the universe or something. Uh -huh. And then you get that and then you get the exact oh, radius of the earth. Oh. That's the best sounding instrument. Man, that radius would not be even visible. No. 
and then how screwed up your fingers are. People would call it a flat fretboard. They'd call it even though it was wrong. Yeah, because well, to their eyes, they're like, "What? It's flat." You know, you stupid cuck. Our eyes are heads or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) What? What do they call them? Like globe heads? Like people that believe it or something? I don't know. The flat earthers have like terms for people that believe. Oh no, man! One person who's listening to this is gonna is gonna believe in that, and it's just gonna. No. 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 They don't play ukuleles. Yeah. They're too busy. Too busy. But yeah, it. I think it serves a definite advantage for someone maybe holding a bar chord like a radius would anyways. Like just the natural curve is a lot easier to make with your finger rather than a, a straight flat thing, right? But then like people like Abe, the Grimace, he has a he custom make cold out, but he wants it absolutely flat because certain strings become further away, like the G and the when E. When he's strumming, so it's a right hand thing with him. Correct, yeah. That he's not, he's hitting the, the middle strings mm-hmm. heavier than the outer strings with the way that he strums because he's, he's used to, you know, I mean, mm-hmm. playing with flat. So. so there's a good example of saying it's not always the best right. thing for someone, but um, yeah, for I think maybe just for the idea holding chords for chords it's awesome yeah. and for like like finger picking it'd be, but I guess yeah if you're doing like yeah cause like class, classical guitars are flat and then acoustic uh, steel string guitars are radius right. but, but most classicals are flat and it's nylon so I guess in that you know with, with that in mind you know classical is meant for, for more of that finger picking attack style rather than more of the bar chord strumming like acoustic guitars I guess would be generalized for it's more for the strumming type but you can do both with either it's just mm. yeah for sure how, how you feel i wonder if part of that too was just like when they went to the metal strings it became a little bit harder to press because of the tension of mm. steel have you ever seen a flat steel string i don't think i, have. I didn't think about it i don't think i've ever seen I that i yeah. don't think so but i'm kind of surprised because it seems like somebody would like, want that, like martin didn't used to do that no oh, well i don't know if they like the like, like vintage one. I thought that was more yeah. common like a long time ago. Maybe. I forget already. I'm sure I encountered that at some point. But as long as I can remember, there was always a radius. Like even like the vintage. I used to have like a 32 Martin 015. I mean, I don't know at, at what point, you know, if, if uh, CF Martin right from the get-go was doing that or if he picked it up along the way or if somebody before him had started that. I don't know, but um, it's one of those things where uh, sometimes it seems like more crucial for, for people like that are really looking for that ultimate feel on their left hand as they're like cording things and, you know, if they have joint issues or, I mean, it's like for a lot of people like me, it's kind of like a moot point. It's like either way, whatever. Yeah. And then for some people, it seems to be like a real... Like oh, it's gotta. Yeah, gotta I mean, that. if you're that's it, a real like, if you're used to playing steel string guitar, I don't think uh, a radius or flat like will get in the way of your learning or playing ability. Mm-hmm. You're you know, just because you're used to holding something. But if you have yeah, weak hands, arthritis or or joint pain, I, I guess it's for those. Or if people, you have the luxury of trying it and you just happen to like it, you know, yeah, then then go for it. But what what brands? I mean, be, uh, Pono does uh, pretty much all their pro classics with the radius. And some of the deluxe models too. Blackbird has or has the option. Blackbird has the option, yeah. Um, EEV. EEV has it. Yeah, I, l- I like Charlie's. Feel good with that. Yeah. Um, Colors. There's started. a slight one on the Maui music. It feels like more mm-hmm. like a six no, there inch. Is. Yeah. Um, does Kala do it on um, their elites? Some or f- oh wait, no, is it just a slim think, neck I or so. th- yeah. I don't. thick? Uh, just a slimmer and thick. Um, any. I don't think the other K brands do either. Mm, Callings, I know we, we haven't. Callings, had callings used to, yeah, but yeah. you know they're not making ukes anymore. Oh shoot! And so no more dog hairs. Yeah. By Collings. the way, rest in peace, Bill Callings. What? Yeah, he passed away. When? Like about a month ago. Oh yeah, because I thought we just uh, that he was there at the last NAM. I didn't see him at the last or, NAM, or two, but two I think well, yeah. I mean, he's always been there at at NAM before that. From what? I think he, I don't want to say wrong like, oh, no, on the recording, but I, I think it was some sort of a cancer issue. Mm. Stinking Sheesh. cancer. One of um, the uh, our our workmates when we were in Wahiwa, and he's done a few little lessons for us here at the shop. Todd Adamski passed away from cancer 
a few weeks ago too. Yeah, he was. He has a couple of video videos up on the YouTube. Yeah, um, with the uh, YouTube. Yeah, with uh, Kamai Johnny. Right. Yeah, and he did a few like um, almost like theory style technique videos for ukulele for us that are on our YouTube too, and they're going to be on our on our new review site. But he was a really good friend, you know. Yeah. So he worked with us in the shop, and we're going to. was always him. a joy to be around. Yeah. Funny guy, man. Awesome player, man. He could rip it up on bass and guitar. And he was the first guy I seen that had a, he he had a, he inputted himself, right? The volume knob on his acoustic. Uh-huh. <laughs> like, I remember watching, I went to, I think it was Lulu's, Johnny Helm was playing some music at Lulu's in Waikiki. And I, I didn't know Todd at the time, but I just knew Johnny. And this guy, this guy was playing with Johnny and it's Todd, but... Thought it was just, violin or yeah, something. Yeah, just watched. Like, I, I don't remember if I was watching or I was eating or something, but I was like, what is that sound? And then I realized it was coming out of that acoustic. I was like, usually you only hear volume swells with the electric guitar because you're, you know, the volume knob's right there or you got a pedal or something. But to see an acoustic with a volume swell without a pedal, you know, he was just plugged in and playing. And I, I couldn't even recognize his pinky was like stinking down, yeah. you know, downwards. He would do it to where it would come in almost like keyboard pads where it would just creep up on you, you know. Oh, it man, it cool. was so awesome. I oh, like something so like away. coming in or something. Yeah, yeah. And he knew his he knew his theory. He knew his he knew his stuff, man. And he could definitely play the crap out of a guitar. But his, his main instrument was the bass, he said, right? Yeah. Well, Which I, I mean, I'd even have the pleasure of I seeing him play bass. I mean, he's pretty proficient on guitar. <laughs> but yeah, no, the way that he played bass, he just knew the right stuff to play all the time. And that's the, that's the thing with bass. Like, um, I mean, he could, you know, play fast if he wanted to and stuff like that. But people want to hear the right, you know, solid bass lines coming down that like just yeah. make the whole song that much better. It's not like a bunch of... The hardest thing to Slap teach and is popping, soloing kind of bass stuff. That's like the hardest thing to teach is like a that. feel thing. And I think Todd definitely had feel. You know, like when you hear yeah, guys he was play. The first guy that, I, well, maybe not the first, but the first that I was like friends with personally that like got that wet sound from an electric guitar. You know, that popping just like, just really like clean, so clean, so funky. Yeah, totally. He would be popping popping like you know funk style on guitar and stuff too we're gonna miss that guy but um but yeah you know um just wanted to you know jump back into the podcast first of all because it's been a long time but i still do want to do this regularly it's like something that's easy enough and you know i mean uh Hopefully, there's a handful of people out there that enjoy it. So, <laughs> yeah, now I'm going to try and um, keep up with that. I still haven't put together one, but um, I want to try and put together this uh, like a weekly update of kind of just where we're at, what we had to do. Here's what we something that we, we do commonly. Talk about doing videos. Yeah, yeah. Just, just w- little clips. Just with my phone and nothing fancy, just kind of like showing the, oh, it would be the everyday fun side. If, you know? if we did a podcast too and then i could put that video also on the on the review page for the week you know right right just more of a interaction without actually having to interact like just document it put it out and people may actually gain something from it uh, you know whether if it's just one little thing like what a low g is it could be fun actually or um it's just time yeah, a lot of people want to tune their instrument differently. And this is a problem I see, uh, like, we, we experience almost every single day. Like, someone has a tenor, and they either want to tune in, like, a baritone, maybe a mandolin, or maybe they have a baritone, but they want to tune, like, a tenor or a mandolin mm-hmm. or a guitar. Like, there's all these options out there that are people, I think, are are looking for. And oh, yeah, yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. definitely hard for us to, to have a answer right away, especially until we give it a try. Like, um... Like the mandolin tuning, like today. Oh yeah. So what did we find out? So that the tenor he wanted to tune a tenor. It was a tenor pono, and he yeah. wanted it the what's G- the mandolin G-D-A-E. tuning? G D A E. Right. So G D A E, and he was asking us like what what strings to buy. So I had to ask Joel because I don't have too much experience um, changing out strings, but he basically took a eight string set. He he kind of had his own. 
he he kind of had his own setup figured out for what he liked that I he was basically just trying to figure out the most uh, efficient way of it's buying tough. strings to make the set he needed to make because there's not a lot of sets out there that it's going to be exactly what you need. Right. It's, well, the one of the issues is the scale length is just kind of it's more it's easier to do that on the shorter scale lengths. Mm -hmm. That's why like Aquila makes a set that's like they have a yeah they have one for soprano soprano like fifth, yeah, they have a concert fifths tuning they have well, a mandolin is is about a soprano scale length it's about thirteen or so yeah but I mean you know steel strings are all different but and then I you got to put that on a tenor that's not gonna work you just yeah you'd end up with some thinner strings yeah so yeah that's what on the high ones at least yeah, yeah. but. But yeah, yeah, so you know, there's not there's not a lot of sets already catered for them and for their I, that yeah, idea. So you're you're right. People more uh, often now have been have been doing this thing though, where they want Custom, their tenor yeah. tuned baritone and their baritone tuned tenor, and like a lot of times we're makeshifting sets that to you know, to accommodate. Yeah. yeah, but I mean to document it with a little you know clip of this clip of that, and then just kind of throw them together. As long as you know you just keep it raw it's not like any sort of high-end production thing it's just like right. a iphone kind of a shot and because sometimes you think you know for us too um it might help us remember certain things because yeah. a lot of times we'll go back to like what we we did figure this out once and mm -hmm. then like you know maybe we can have our own reference to it once we you know this type mm. of situation comes up again and it's easier to remember because we had a video explaining certain things and maybe we should start making some of these sets that don't exist mm. that's definitely a good idea because it would just uh, oh, that would save some easy. time because like yeah we definitely sometimes have to open up some sets to to ac accomplish a certain tuning mm -hmm. but it i i think it's cool i mean i i, I love alternate tunings it's getting I, out getting out of the box you know just like figuring out like uh, sometimes a pono, you take it out of the case for the first time, and it's not tuned up the pitch, but there is a sync. There's a synchronization mm -hmm. there. There's a a sound like there's a note already being played, and it sounds cool. And it's like you just start putting your fingers all over the place, and you're making notes up that you have no idea, or chords rather that you don't know what you're actually playing yet, but it sounds cool. Yeah. So that's uh, that's all. That's always fun. But um, yeah, if we could figure out, you know, like what what uh, the tunings are and stuff like that, and start actually labeling them yeah, no, a, a I mean, tuning or something we like that practically could start doing that right away but it's just there's always so much to do yeah anyways <laughs> oh man i got tons of spare time that's why i'm watching bachelor <laughs> yeah yeah i guess so <laughs> right, i'm well, turning off my phone on sundays thanks for uh hanging out with us guys for a little bit and we'll try to be back uh sooner than later aloha roger that Hey, that's my line, bro. You can't take my Roger. It's not your line. I grew look up. Look at here my too. phone. Look at all my texts. They all look at my texts, dude. That's all I say. Fine. Roger that. <laughs> <laughs>